Dave Gentry, ZW Greer on DWS. 63 degrees at 737, and Judge David Bernthal is with us this morning. Judge, how are you doing? Doing great. Just sitting here uh, drinking a little rainwater till I heard you say I wasn't good. <laughs> I spit it all over myself. Well, was it? That, I'm, I'm doing well. Well, that's good. It wasn't out of the cistern or off the roof, was it? No. no. Okay. Well, no. that's good. It's all good. Well, CW says he's uh, drank that for a number of years, and he's fine. So, Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> what I heard him say. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Judge, I he's assume. He's just fine. He's terrific. <laughs> yes, sir. I guess you've uh, been uh, following the uh, news reports for the last week or so after... Uh, Trump left Mar-a-Lago, and the uh, Justice Department came in there and uh, looked around, took a few things back. What, what kind of a handle do you have on this whole situation? Well, uh, yes, I have. And in fact, I had a dinner guest the other night. We did, and uh, that was his first question. Tell me about this search warrant stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe you, we should talk about. Yeah, it. that's so, right. Um. You know, I had a couple of reactions, and one, of course, having issued a few search warrants in my day, I immediately thought of the the judge, and and uh, uh, I think his name is Reinhardt, um, magistrate judge down there. Uh, two two things at play here under the Fourth Amendment. So the Fourth Amendment, just to refresh everybody's recollection, you know, talks about. The right. In fact, I got. I'm going to read it. The the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So you know, agents can't just show up at your house and say, hey, how you doing? I want to look around if you don't care. Not right. if you don't care, they can come in. Sure. But anyway, um, so you got two branches of government at play. One is the executive branch, and they decide if they want to seek a search warrant or, or take some other route, and uh, that's entirely up to them. The judicial branch is the branch to whom they must go if they want to get a search warrant. And, you know, unlike the executive branch, which I say has the discretion to say, yeah, let's try it or don't try it, the judicial branch doesn't really have discretion. In other words, if, if uh, Judge Reinhardt had said, yeah, you know, you got probable cause, but uh, this is a bad idea, you know, guys, mm-hmm. this is going to be a lot of fallout. He can't do that. Okay. Um, he just has to determine if there's probable cause. Now, how does he do that? Well, sometimes I've, I've had live testimony. Somebody comes in who has knowledge and, and they testify. Most often it's in the form of an affidavit, okay. a sworn written statement. Okay, and that's, that's what happened here, as I understand it. They had, a, they had a written affidavit, which they want to keep sealed and come back to that, I guess. But then if the judge finds that uh, there is probable cause, then um, the judge will issue the warrant and the agents execute the warrant. Uh, 
one little war story, if, you, if you'll tolerate it. Sure. In my first couple of months on the job, way back, um, got a call from the FBI, and can you come in, or can we come in? We went on a search warrant. Okay. And usually they come in, it's a, if it's an affidavit, two or three pages, they bring in, it looks like a book. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, this can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, it's to search the headquarters of ADM. Okay. And I'm going, oh my gosh, you know, I'm starting to kind of get a little tight in the jaws here sure. and thinking, you know, what good, you know, how might this go down? But anyway, I read the whole thing and yep, uh, there was certainly probable cause and they sent the guys out and they did the search and, you know, two books, a movie and some criminal charges later, it was <laughs> all, all done. Sure. So here we had the agents go to Mar-a-Lago and, and execute the search warrant. Then they have to uh, they use the term re return. They have to return the warrant and mm -hmm. an inventory of the items that were taken back to the court that issued it. So you got, uh, you got, you know, that's basically what happened. And I'm, I'm sure people who are unhappy, um, that this all went down can get mad at the judge, but you know, he just happened to be, uh, unless we find later that there was no probable cause, which is unlikely. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's just the, the, you know, he was of the duty judge that got st stuck with this one. So, you know, there's no reason to, to, he did what he was required to do. Sure. He took an oath and he stepped up to the plate. So then, um, one of the things that I heard the national news people talking about is this keeping the, the warrant sealed. That's pretty common. That 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 uh, I'm sorry, I said warrant, but I meant inventory. Okay. Uh, usually, the warrant and the inventory and the affidavit is all kept sealed. Now, if there's criminal charges filed, the defense gets to see all that. But right. The the in this case, you've got the affidavit that they want to keep sealed to, according to the DOJ, to protect the integrity of the ongoing investigation. But there's another reason that that typically we keep those things sealed. Let's say uh, you have a situation where where the there's a let's say it's a child pornography investigation and they trace the the ip address to to the jones house mm -hmm. and uh, so they get a search warrant they show the judge look we're, we've got all this pornography that we've traced and judge issues the warrant they go out they search the computer at the jones house nothing nada they figure out later it's Jones doesn't have very good security on his computer, and some joker pulls up regularly in a car out front and hacks it or, you know, somehow gains access and downloads the the uh, pornography and drives away. Okay. So my point is, what if that was made public, that the Jones house was just searched in connection with a child pornography investigation? Well, now Jones, his name is all over as a, as a guy involved in child pornography. So it's also to protect, in that situation, protect the people who, where the, where the search turns up known incriminating evidence or you know, fruits and instrumentalities, as we say, of a, of a crime. 
So I know there are a lot of people that are honked about the fact that this happened, they're, that they're right. Um, they're mad because they sought the warrant and didn't go through some other channel, but it's their discretion. And, you know, the consequences can come in some portion, portion later down the road. Hopefully, legitimately, this business of, you know, threats of violence against uh, law enforcement, right. federal agents, uh, that's not the way we should solve problems. That's correct. But, uh, uh, I, you know, my, my biggest eyebrow raiser besides the fact that it even occurred was you know sending out the 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 agents with this you know uh, early morning kind of situation with lights flashing and and uh, SWAT team or whatever I mean they they would know the president former president wasn't there and the the secret service guard that place where they think the secret service was going to fight back you know that i thought was a little bit showy sure but anyway that's my that's my uh two cents worth on how all this war procedure works under the fourth amendment well it looks like at, at this point early on they discover that things are missing whatever and they sent people down to mar-a-lago yeah when when looked around when former President Trump was there and he spoke with them and it was all very loosey-goosey and nice and they took 12, 15 boxes back with them and then, uh, you know, everybody thought that was it. But then later they looked through everything and they decided they don't have enough. So now they prepare a warrant and they just go get it, apparently. Is that what yeah, you're Yeah, I don't seeing? know if there were any interim steps about, hey, hey we don't think we have anything, everything mm-hmm. and want to come back or there were you know i know there's been some discussion about a a subpoena or whether they went directly to the to the warrant but Mm -hmm. you know they apparently in the search found some more documents some of which were top secret or whatever category and now we're going to have a discussion i think about whether they were declassified and declassified properly or not and so this, you know, it's just a, stay tuned. It'll be another chapter yeah. unfold. It sounds that way. And it's interesting that it reminded you of the ADM stuff. The FBI came to you to get the warrant to go do all this. So Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah that, that came roaring back. I mean, that was a long time ago. But the, yeah. the feeling I had, again, I'm, I mean, had that happened in year 10, I probably would have just not even reacted <laughs> yeah. in the first few months i'm going well i like this office but i may not be here <laughs> <You know? laughs> i understand you know we're gonna go search uh, someplace where the where the top dog has dinner with the president and uh, yeah. you know i could i could become just a little uh, footnote in history yeah here. adm was a very big company and that was oh. uh, someone who held a lot of sway with people so i can understand Absolutely. what you're saying yeah Absolutely. You can understand my uh, discomfort. Absolutely. But, you know, that's what I signed up for. And it, yeah. all, it all played out. Yeah. Uh, we just uh, just one little comical footnote to that footnote. Sure. You know, they did the movie based on one of those two books, The Informant or Rats in the Grain. I can't remember. I think it was The Informant. Right. And you know, they had one of the scenes in there showed a, a, a trial 
I think it was the the Whitaker trial. Mark Whitaker mm-hmm. was Corman. Anyway, they had I think it was Tommy Smothers played the role of Judge Baker. Yeah. And Judge Baker was he was kind of annoyed that he picked <laughs> Tommy Smothers to play him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I we we got a chuckle out of that. He, you know, he just thought, you come on, you can do better than Tommy Smothers. <laughs> They should have let him play himself, uh, you know. Well, he would have been brilliant. It uh, would have been amusing. <laughs> well, hey, Judge, thanks for your time this morning. We sure oh, appreciate it. All sure. right. My, my pleasure. Well, all right. Take Thank care. you, sir. All right. We'll talk to you next month. Judge David Bernthal. That's kind of interesting what he had for us today.